This is the Lightning Junkies podcast with your host, Chaz. On this week's episode of the podcast, we have the Voltage team, and we're talking about node operation, management, scaling, and a bunch of other stuff we happen to get into this episode. We also have co-hosting Evan Kaloudis and Justifer. Before we jump into this live podcast session, a message from your friends at the Lightning Junkies podcast. Fantastic news, y'all. We're going to keep this podcast ad-free. Thanks to our new supporters, Bitcoin 2022, Fold, and Evan Kaloudis from Zeus Wallet are all helping to keep this podcast ad-free as well as to help expand our reach and possibly be turning into the Lightning Junkies Network soon enough. We'll have something to announce along those lines in the coming weeks here. If you would like to support the podcast, the easiest way to do that is by supporting one of the previously mentioned supporters or by listening to us on Breeze Wallet or one of the other value for value apps on newpodcastapps.com. You can also support us by going to lightningjunkies.net forward slash support, where we try to keep an up-to-date listing of all the ways you can support us, either by listening to us, subscribing, supporting one of our supporters, or by dropping some cold, hard Bitcoin on-chain or Bitcoin on the Lightning Network. Please keep us ad-free by supporting us today. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Lightning Friday. I am one of your hosts, Chaz, from the Lightning Junkies podcast. Our other two hosts uh, today is Evan Kaloudis and Justifer. How are you guys doing today? Hey, Chaz. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. What about you? Uh, not too bad. Staying busy. Um, you know, I was a little sad we missed a couple of weeks. Uh, I know we've all been busy, so we're all doing our own thing, but... Uh, I'm just really excited to be back at it this week with some, you know, uh, some great guys over from Voltage. Excited to talk to them about their new product. How you doing today, Christopher? Uh, doing great, Chaz. Thanks for uh, thanks for hosting and for the the awesome tunes tunes to get us started. Uh, great to be back. Uh, yeah, I just got back from Istanbul and, uh, this, this, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to be back in, uh, into lightning, um, and super excited to hear what's going on with voltage, uh, big, big release, big news coming out of them. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's jump into it. 
Yeah, absolutely. So as as the other two co-hosts here have mentioned, our big event today is basically having a live podcast session with the Voltage team and kind of just dig into the Voltage product a bit, but also dig into some some concepts they seem to be kind of on the forefront of, you know, dig into some lightning network topics in general towards the end. Um, and, you know, we're going to be open to customer questions questions or customer questions, excuse me, audience questions all throughout. I think I'm thinking about my day job too much right now. Um, but uh, we're going to be open to audience questions. And this is both on Twitter spaces and on YouTube. We have a YouTube live stream going on right now. So any anyone listening on that side can definitely uh, ask questions. And I'll have Kat, our, you know, producer here, kind of relay them to us so we can, you know, hear your questions and be able to answer them. All right, so without further ado, I would love to have the Voltage team go ahead and introduce themselves. Um, and then we'll go ahead and jump into the actual questions and all the fun stuff here. Sweet, yeah, thanks guys. Uh, happy to be here. Pumped to have uh, Lightning Fridays back. Uh, hey everyone, my name is Graham. I am the founder and CEO of Voltage. Um, I started Voltage about a little more than a year ago now, um, and I'm pumped to be talking about all the things that we have, that we our, our platform, and all those new things that we've been uh, releasing or you know will be releasing soon. And uh, my name is Nate. I'm the support engineer at Voltage. Uh, I've been at Voltage for about two months now. Uh, very excited to be doing my passion for a living now. Uh, exiting the fiat world feels really, really good. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, at Voltage, I just do community outreach uh, and a lot of support, um, consultations, guiding people through this new wonderful technology that it, we're still growing out and uh, just enjoying every minute of it. Hey everyone, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Bob, uh, I'm a backend engineer here at Voltage. Uh, started in June, right after the Miami conference. Actually met uh, some of the guys on the team there for the first time. Um, and it's, it's been a great experience since. Look forward to, uh, to starting this podcast up. Absolutely, guys. So I really appreciate everyone uh, joining, uh, the audience and everyone from Voltage here. So let's go ahead and jump in um, and get started. So um, some of these questions here at the beginning are just to kind of make sure that any anyone that listens to this happens to wander in here or might listen to the live stream in the future will kind of understand Voltage and not just be totally lost um, from the very beginning. So uh, would you guys just mind giving us a top level view of what is Voltage and why should anyone care? Yeah, definitely. Um, so Voltage is a Bitcoin infrastructure provider. So what we do is we help uh, both individuals and businesses uh, get up to speed with Bitcoin and Lightning faster. Um, and so what we do is we do uh, node hosting for both Bitcoin nodes and Lightning nodes. Um, and we also have some additional products uh, around the Bitcoin ecosystem like BTC Pay Server, we just launched a product uh, earlier this week called Flow, which is a uh, liquidity management tool, I would say. Um, so we're really uh, creating an infrastructure platform that helps people 
get up to speed with lightning faster and provide um you know really good tools for uh maintain managing your node and just getting um getting connected with a greater network Okay, and so basically, uh, voltage is a way to kind of outsource the um, kind of maintaining of a node or managing a node to some extent, and to not have to worry about having like a node at home, for example, and having that just utterly, you know, destroy yourself while you're on vacation or something. Yeah, yes, exactly. I'm kind of laughing because I think I saw Justifer in the L&D Slack yesterday with the, this exact problem. But um, yes, that's, I mean, that's exactly right. You know, through our platform, you can come sign up and uh, walk through our setup and you can have a lightning node up and running in two minutes. Um, very quick and easy. And we take care of all of the networking, the backups, uh, just all of those things that you uh, don't want to worry about, or maybe you don't, you know, know enough about the lighting network to start to care about. So we take on a lot of that, you know, maintenance burden and um, make it super easy where we just expose the APIs to you. You can connect in Zap, Zeus, whatever, whatever wallet, Thunderhub, any service that you want that is compatible with the LND APIs. So uh, just really trying to take away that burden from users that maybe either don't know what they're doing, don't have time to maintain it, or um, going even into the business use case where uh, they need some very robust deployments where they need like failover and uh, making sure that their node is always online and those more advanced uh, pieces of running a lightning node. So would would a oh go ahead, Justifer, you're gonna say something. Oh yeah. Uh thanks thanks for that reference. Uh yeah, uh I mean the the idea of having to maintain an always on server at, at your house um might be a, a bit of a lift if if it's a big node. Uh so yeah, my uh my Raspy Blitz uh took a dump uh but thankfully I, I did manage to recover it but it got pretty scary so uh voltage um and and having a, a reliable cloud infrastructure type node is uh is is really a, appealing to me uh at the moment and especially with these liquidity tools So I guess the obvious question though here at this point is um, why should I trust Voltage? Could Voltage, you know, just run off with all my Bitcoin and now I'm sitting here looking like a fool or something? Yeah, no, I mean, it's a great question. We get that a lot. And um, so really on the Voltage platform, we take, you know, security very seriously and we have done a lot on the platform to make sure that we don't essentially have access to the funds or the, the nodes that are running on our platform. So we do that through th several different methods, um, but really like we run L&D right now looking at other implementations later, but we run L&D right now and we leverage something called stateless init uh, on, in L&D, which essentially... Instead of, you know, by default, LND writes the macaroons to disk so you can, anyone that has access to the node can access everything on the node. Well, with uh, stateless init, you, that doesn't happen and it returns the macros directly back you know to the user when they are initializing the node so by doing things like that and uh making sure you are always communicating with your node directly encrypting the tls private keys encrypting the tor private keys uh we basically don't have access into your node we can't see your balances we can't see your channels your peers we don't really know anything that's happening in your node um so 
we uh, we essentially can't run run away with your money, and we don't have that that ability. And even if we got subpoenaed subpoenaed by a government or something like that, we would hand them an encrypted hard drive that no one would ever be able to actually uh, decrypt. Um, so we take security very seriously. We, uh, we like there. We call ourselves non-custodial because we cannot access all of those funds on there, but this isn't a, a trustless platform. You still kind of have to trust us to say uh, we are doing what we say, but I always like to say that we're not um, an anonymous tr- Twitter prof- profile or something. We're like an established uh, U.S. registered company, so I think that you can have some assurance on that front. Um, and then, uh, we I mean, like we're like – we're diehard Bitcoiners at heart. We want to do what's best for for the network and help you know people get online faster. And um, being able to provide a very robust, globally distributed platform is you know what what we're building out here. So um, I think people can rest assured in kind of uh, some of those things that that I just outlined. Got it. Okay. Um, so let's say I'm a customer and I've decided that I would like to try Voltage. You said that there's like a maybe five minute setup process. Um, you know, is that like everything? Do they still have to figure out how to get liqu- like inbound liquidity and all of that? Um, does the new flow uh, system kind of help with that? You know, what 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 are the chal- uh, the challenges that a new user basically is looking at? I'll, I'll hop in on this one, uh, Chess. So um, basically what at, at the foundational level with Voltage sort of takes away from, from the whole node process is the hardware update management command line uh, sort of sort of work that uh, we, we all kind of have to do. But once you get in with Voltage and you know create your node which only takes a few seconds you basically instantly have access to thunderhub and off you go so when it comes to managing channels and stuff that is um, up to the the customer on how they want to go about that we're available though to help out give tips advice explain how channels interact explain how routing works and um, all the other products like loop and pool you know that's that's kind of uh my specialty, right? So I talk to our customers about how to use those in, in an effective way. So should I send in a support ticket that says, how do I make my node profitable in the next week, please? <laughs> yeah, you can actually do that. And it's funny because I actually have an article coming out early next week that answers that question. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, I mean, Nate's been doing a killer job at like um, education and articles and things like that. Um, one of the there's a there's a few things coming out soon that will uh, touch on that a little bit, Chaz, which uh, I think will be uh, a great for for the community as well. Um, but to kind of uh, additionally touch on your question about Flow, so Flow is a new service that leverages uh, Lightning Labs Pool product, um, which is essentially a, a non-custodial auction platform where you know nodes can come on to the auction and say, "Hey, I want to sell channels um, of X amount of." size and you know people that want to purchase channels that need inbound liquidity uh 
can go to the, the auction server and say, hey, I want to receive, you know, I need channels open to my node to get access to the greater network. Uh, using pool is a little bit difficult to get set up. Uh, there's a lot, you have to already have to have a channel established. You have to deposit funds to get locked up for X number of days or weeks. Um, and so it can be really difficult to use the pool product. So what Flow is, is it's, a, it's an abstraction for, for pool. And what we do is we leverage sidecar channels and uh, pool to where uh, you can come to our API. We'll have a dashboard out soon. But you can essentially enter in and say, hey, I want a million sat channel open to my node. Um, we say, okay, cool. Here's like the fee, which is, you know, very, very minimal compared to the uh, million sat channel that you're going to get. Uh, we submit it to the pool marketplace on your behalf. You get matched up with the node and then the, the node opens a channel to you. So it makes uh, getting that initial inbound liquidity or ongoing in, inbound and outbound liquidity because you can get a, a dual funded channel funding on both sides. Um, and so, we're working on tools to making this liquidity management even easier. Um, so even if you're a new user and you have no idea what how to like how to establish channels and how to get connected with good nodes on the network, we're making tools to automate a lot of those processes. And one of the great things about Flow is that you don't need a voltage hosted node to use Flow. Uh, anyone running LND and pool can can use the uh, sidecar functionality. That's great. So in Flow, you, you don't have to pass over any of your macaroons or, or private keys. You're essentially just paying this fee to get the liquidity and providing like your node pub key to get that channel open to you. Yeah, yeah. Like how it, how it works like right now is um, you basically just hit, submit an API request of saying, hey, I want a million sat channel. We say, okay, here's the fee for that million sat channel. You pay the fee and then it would generate a sidecar ticket and you can use that sidecar ticket and uh, on a local pool instance for your node, um, whether it's in you know pool by itself or the lightning terminal or any of those things, you just claim that sidecar ticket. Um, and then that's what, you know, you get, that's when you get connected up with someone in the auction server and then get a channel open to you. So yes, you don't have to pass over any sensitive information at all. We don't even, we don't even know what node this is being opened up to. Um, so it's, uh, very, uh, secure and very uh, anonymous in that way. And, uh, you know, you can even, if you're trying to help someone onboard, you can give them this sidecar ticket that you just purchased for them. So uh, the sidecar ticket is uh, generic to any one particular node. Cool. And so these sidecar tickets, uh, are they only redeemable through LND nodes? Yes. Right now it's only for LND because it leverages pool, which is only for LND. Um, I think that even... I, I don't want to speak for Lightning Labs, but I think that there's this could be abstracted to work with any implementation. It just hasn't been done yet. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be interesting to see if anyone bites the bullet on that. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. So you can use the server, this service. Your node doesn't have to be hosted on Voltage, but it could be. It just has to be an LND node, and you can use this, uh, you know, really easy way to get inbound uh, liquidity to your node, huh? Yeah. Yeah. For, uh, go ahead, Nate. No, I was just going to say, like, for me personally, you know, I've been running Lightning Nodes for a while, and there's a lot of times where people that I know, like, have a new Lightning Node, and they're like, okay, I need inbound now. Can you open up a channel with me? And I'm always like, 
uh, because it's like, that's my liquidity and it's to a node that I'm not sure is even going to be high quality, that sort of thing. But with sidecar channels, I could just generate a channel or a sidecar ticket for like three or four million sats and be like, okay, here on Umbral, go to your lightning terminal, put this in the sidecar redeem and you'll get a channel hopefully within a day or so uh, after it matches with a liquidity provider and I could just be done. Yeah, I have the perspective of this as uh, a relatively new Lightning Node runner. Um, if you were just not well connected or you don't have friends or uh, other people that you can reach out to to uh, give you uh, capacity on your side of the channel, then um, this is a great tool to, to get that. Um, uh, from, from another standpoint, even is uh, like a privacy standpoint. So if you don't want to have a public channel that someone could possibly... Uh, link with you and start making connections, uh, this is this is a good way to accomplish that as well. <laughs> so say that again. So you can put, potentially have a so, private channel open to you from pool? Sorry, I, I might have made that a little Are confusing. If, extracting, if, extracting the payment. Sorry, if, uh, I, if, if sorry, I were to open a channel with Nate, uh, huh? And, and that's a public channel, uh, people would potentially have some inkling that uh, Nate actually knows Bob. Well, if mm -hmm. I wanted to just uh, have the inbound liquidity um, with without pretty much any link with another person, um, by using pool, you know, I'm essentially getting, mm, I don't want to say randomly matched, but you don't know who who's on the other end of that when you're making that uh that offer. So from that standpoint, there is a, a, a privacy uh, benefit. Gotcha. Yeah, that would and be even, interesting if you don't want to run a routing node per se, because a routing node, you know, we've got 30, 40 channels, you know, who knows who I know, you know, there's some people that I know that I have channels with some people I don't. But if you're if you're looking to just kind of like run like a small node to make payments and stuff, I, I agree with Bob that that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and two two other points that I'll make there is that uh, you like it, it's privacy from uh, what uh, Bob just said, but it's also um, privacy from the standpoint of like your UTXOs for like the the channel inputs. Um, you don't have to use any of your own UTXOs to open the channel. You know, we basically we use ours or like through the pool service. Those are the UTXOs that are creating the channel. None of your private, you know, information is is leaked when creating the channel itself. And then additionally, uh, you can actually so when you're creating these these uh, when you're requesting the channels, you can request to have a balance submitted on your side of the channel as well. And when we when you're submitting the channel, you have to pay for you know the, the fees with either a Lightning invoice or an on-chain invoice. And so, say if you had Strike hooked up or something like that, you could uh, have like a brand new Lightning node or essentially just get liquidity without ever having to touch the chain at all, like for yourself and being able to, you know, instantly be able to both send and receive um, through this service. So I think that there's there's a lot of utility um, through this, whether it's privacy, just onboarding, or even like rewards. Like you could have like, you know, Fold could like hook this up and like start giving out channels uh, for like spins on their wheel or something like that. So uh, I think that there, there's, a, there's a lot of utility here um, in how this can be applied. 
Got it. So we kind of went into what are some of the challenges are for maybe a customer or a user that's kind of more newer to Lightning, never opened up their own node before, and is just, you know, doing all that through Voltage, let's say. Okay, so let's say instead, um, our example is a business that's a little bit more established, that has a little bit more going on, and, you know, might ha might be on a more advanced level with Bitcoin and Lightning. And so well, what are their challenges? You know, once you kind of reach this higher level, you know, where you've gotten your inbound, you have some outbound, you know, you're able to do transactions, you're able to get payments from customers, let's say, what are your challenges at that level once, you know, you move beyond the basics basically here? Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, I would even say even going kind of back to the basics a little bit is when we you know are talking to businesses or someone that's you know just kind of outside of running their own personal node you know the things that are very important to them are like uptime and uh connectivity and being able to uh doing backups making sure everything is kind of secure and and highly available and so that's the other piece that we uh we do a lot of we have a lot of you know mechanisms internally to handle um failures you know in several different kind of areas uh and so those are things that people that maybe, you know, a business looks at more so than just an individual of these kinds of, you know, I'm doing this might be critical to my business and I need to make sure that, you know, we're, we're doing things properly, especially when people are starting to fund, you know, large channels or putting lots of Bitcoin onto their lightning nodes. Um, but then, you know, when you think about what are people looking for uh, beyond, you know, once they get up and running, it's really a couple things. Um, one, it's, uh, it, it depends on the use case, but, you know, say someone that's like receiving payments for like their store or something, you know, their channel is going to be drained naturally from like receiving all of those payments. And so how do I keep, uh, keep liquidity to my node while I'm still receiving payments? And so, you know, that's where like Nate hooks up with them and uh, teaches them how to do like, you know, auto loop or things like that, that helps uh, either balance their channels or being able to like close channels and open new ones, you know, however they want to uh, work through that. But it's really, how do we keep this liquidity in the, in the areas that we want them to ongoing? Cause you know, as we all know, the lightning network, uh, lightning, liquidity on the lightning network is, isn't stagnant. It's always moving. So figuring out how do we maintain this over time. Um, and then additionally, it's observability. The, a lot of these, a lot of the businesses need kind of the observability into their nodes to figure out what's, you know, what's kind of happening and where failure is happening, what, what's going right, what's going wrong. Um, and we're working on a few tools, you know, to make that process easier as well. Um, but really figuring out what's going on. And then thirdly is access. So, right, you know, obviously uh, L&D uses macaroons, um, but those are not kind of well understood in how those work. And say you have a have a developer that's coming on board that needs to integrate, you know, their node into their platform. Well, okay, how does he use macaroons? Does he does he just use the admin macro for everything? Well, probably not. That's probably not good security practice. So educating them on how to uh, use the macros and credentials in, in a good way. So it's really kind of taking it from, you know, instead of just running a node that's, that's just there and like, okay, how do we actually integrate this in a business sense is really kind of um, uh, where we look. And there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of complexity there. And maybe, maybe Nate has some other uh, quite, uh, comments too, because he does a lot of the, that onboarding. Uh, I, I think you pretty much laid it out pretty, pretty well. Like so far, you know, since we got our whole sort of support infrastructure put in place uh, last month, uh, there's been more and more people asking questions. Uh, 
people that understand lightning to people that are completely new and uh we're just we're just helping everyone we can even if they're likely not to be a voltage customer i'm just uh we're just trying to like i said spread the spread the information as much as we can got it so just a quick reminder for everyone, if there's anyone out there in the audience that has a question, uh, feel free to go ahead and ask it either on Twitter spaces or on YouTube. Um, but another question that I had was, so if you have a sufficiently large business, would flow be kind of insufficient for your liquidity needs? Like if you have like, you know, high turnover on, you know, the amount of products you're selling, let's say, so you're constantly, you know, uh, auto looping out, for example, or, you know, using other tools that are out there. Um, do you think that there's a real challenge for people that are needing to source large amounts of liquidity? Is flow good? Does pool kind of work towards like those kind of larger amounts? Yeah, I can. I, yeah, I can answer. It. Maybe, maybe probably has even better insight than I do. But uh, I think that yes, like it does. Um, there's. I think that pool, pool is still a little bit early. I think. It, I think using flow will help really drive up the buy side where more people will start selling liquidity. So I think that this will all. I think that we're we're early and things are only going to increase from here. But I mean, you can buy. You can you can put very large orders on pool um, and. You know, if you don't get matched, maybe you just kind of chunk it up into smaller sizes. But I mean, you can get fairly sizable channels on pool today. And I think that's only going to increase over time. And then uh, when you're talking, thinking about it in a business sense, um, you can, you, I think there's several different ways that you could uh, approach it, whether you want to do like uh, use loop to like move funds from one side of your channel to the other, or just simply close the channel and open up a new one through pool. So I think that that's another, uh, another use case that you could do. Um, that maybe just replaces, maybe it's more, I haven't really run the numbers, but maybe it's more cost efficient to not use loop and just use flow to uh, request a new channel. Um, but I, I think that they're, the size of channels is, is already pretty decent. I think it's only gonna increase. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, pool's been around for almost a whole year now. And um, I've been using it since it came out from the selling liquidity side. And selling liquidity has been, um, I think, a lot heavier than the buy side. And I think that has a lot to do with uh, ease of use, really, when it came out, obviously, it was command line. And now it's on Lightning Terminal, which is in a lot of the, uh, the uh, like, the umbrals and the my nodes and everything. And now with Flow, uh, it should be even easier for that buy side of the uh, marketplace to to start matching with the provider side. And as that grows, that'll help um, decentralize channels. Um, I mean, services like LN Big, for example, have been amazing for bootstrapping the initial Lightning Network years ago. Um, but that hub and spoke sort of system uh, needs needs to be distributed uh, better throughout the network, in my opinion. So, uh, pool is a great way to to have that match the channel match between uh you know uh, i mean the incentives are great too you know the buyer and seller incentives uh so so that that volume should only go up in the future and um yeah that's 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 pretty much it yeah there's a little bit of a feedback loop if if uh, a product like flow makes it easier for people on the buy side to get in um and that 
that order book is published, then people who have uh, capital on the sidelines could recognize this and then uh, recognize that they could be, uh, you know, on the other side of that order. Uh, and once you have a market like that, it's kind of a uh, uh, a positive feedback loop. With more customers in, you're going to have more people incentivized to deploy their capital, and the loop continues. So just to clarify something then, so if I had an Umbral, Raspberry Blitz, MyNode, Start9, et cetera, et cetera, um, would I be able to access Flow or would I need to do extra work in order to work with Flow here? So it, if you want to redeem a sidecar channel, you, there's no extra work. If you want to generate a sidecar ticket though, um, all you have to do is make a Voltage account uh, which is just an email and password. And that is because that is how you generate an API key uh, to access the API system right now. But we're gonna have a simple interface on your Voltage account, which is totally free. That'll allow you to just type in the size channel you want and, and those various parameters, and then it'll spit out the sidecar ticket for you. Got it, okay. Um, so I brought up uh, City Shower up to the stage. Did you have a question? Yeah, thank you guys. I have a question related to the uh, BTC Pay server that I'm currently running as a full blockchain node on one of my VPSs in the cloud. I used to have the Raspberry Pi, but I have noticed that synchronizing and uh, and changing the gaps between the wallet syncs it, it's causing the cpu to throttle and you know it's not really efficient way to host some scalable solutions because i was playing around a little bit for the btc pacer and i came across the lightning uh, integration next to my uh, standard Bitcoin wallet. And I see the three ways to implement the Lightning Network, LND, C-Lightning, and E-Clear. E and I have the Lightning Network wallet, but it lacks a lot of functionalities. And, and it states like in the, in the header of uh, this manual on their website that's before you proceed please understand that the lightning network is still in the experimental stage do not put the money you can't afford to lose there is a high risk of you losing the money what is your uh, what is your opinion on this kind of warning signs even though they have been like implemented inside the BTC pay server is it safe enough at this moment uh, to use it and are there going to be any kind of tutorials for uh, DUI or uh, experimenters uh, like myself, like so we can find the easy way to deal with the Lightning Networks? Thank you. Thanks for the question. So I'll, I'll start by answering. This is open to everyone else as well if, if they'd like to answer. So um, when when Lightning first start, uh, hit mainnet, um, I believe at the beginning of 2018, um, the, the, the phrase that went out for people that started using it at that point was reckless because you were, you were reckless to put money into the system where you had no good backups um, to restore from. So um, at this point though, I think things are a bit different. Um, I think I understand the BLW warning. I think you're talking about Anton's BLW wallet. 
Um, and so I kind of understand why he would put that warning in there. And I would probably say, um, you know, I wouldn't have my grandma, you know, try to start up a lightning wallet, uh, because it's, there's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of ways that you can mess up if you don't, you know, kind of know what you're doing on some level. Um, so I, I, I definitely feel like there's some truth to that statement. So I would say from my perspective, it's very important that you learn learn the ins and outs of the system to some extent, um, limit the amount that you're putting on to your Lightning wallet, for example, um, and just kind of slowly move your way in, try to understand how the uh, static backups work. If you're gonna be using uh, the BTC Pay Server Lightning Network um, setup, I might recommend trying to do some backups on your VPS directly. Um, it may not be the greatest uh, because if you back up and it's an, you have an old channel state, um, you'll actually hit a penalty transaction, but hopefully that'd be less likely. But as you can basically tell from me getting into the more complicated portion of it, um, you know, it isn't for the faint of heart. Um, there are easier ways to start. Um, basically why we have Voltage on is to kind of examine some of the, you know, more newbie friendly ways. So Voltage might be a way that we recommend. I believe, uh, please guys correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe there is a, a BTC pay server on Voltage as well. I, I also see, sorry to interrupt you. I want to uh, bring some input uh, uh, from the website, from BTC Pay Server. I see here that they're recommending like RTL is the right the lightning agnostic web user interface to manage the node. And next right. week, I see the lightning with the Zep wallet integration. Then they're also recommending the Jewel plugin. And uh, there is also some right. CLI and C lightning with the Spark wallet. Uh, and the labs, like the Lightning Network applications. Well, right. What are those? Are are those more re reliable? Are those being maintained, like on a daily basis by uh, by the active community? Because I know these are like op open source uh, projects, and I know a lot of you guys, like like everyone, is putting their effort and time to maintain these projects. But which one would be like, for example, I have the node, I'm testing it right now for my uh, crowdfunding for my nonprofit organization. But in a soon uh, future, I'm planning also to provide the accounting uh, endpoint services for the users and the companies that do own and accept Bitcoin on their balance spreadsheets. Because here in I, I I'm originally I'm living in Netherlands, so it's a it's a quite new thing for the accountants themselves. And the BTC Pay provides the basic uh, things that I need, like the transaction times and difference in the in the value, like uh, the fluctuation rates and such things. So I, I was thinking like maybe to throw them some APIs. So what what would be like? What, what is the safest thing? I know that a lot of these guys are running the WordPress websites and they have some WooCommerce, e-commerce uh, engines behind it. So I see like the WooCommerce Lightning gate Gateway on the labs and also the Lightning Publisher for some bloggers and stuff. Those are the most two right. things that are currently interesting me. So are, are the, these being yeah. maintained by the Lightning Network developers themselves, or is it another so, part of another community? 
So let me go ahead and jump in here really fast. So um, the most of the things you're going to find on BTC Pay Server are pretty up to date, but not everything is. So for example, Jewel is not really up to date. I still use it, but um, Willow Burn hasn't really been working on it as his main project for quite a while. Um, and so what I would generally recommend, there isn't really a quote unquote easy mode for PTC pay server. Um, I think, you know, I, I had to kind of get used to PTC pay server on my end, starting my podcast, having it be kind of at the center of everything. You know, if a customer or I'm sorry, a listener wants to, you know, drop some uh, sats for support, you know, my BTC pay server can do that. If they want to buy a, a, a hat, a, a sticker or whatever from the store that we run, the BTC pay server also handles that. Um, like you mentioned, uh, they have, of that crowdfunding uh, platform that I can't remember the guy from the BTC pay server team that did this, but he basically ran a nonprofit called Bitcoin Smiles, where people in El Salvador were able to get their dental surgery um, via donations from the Bitcoin community. They were taking uh, primarily Lightning Network transactions, but also on-chain Bitcoin transactions. So. Long story short with this one, it's I would recommend kind of researching everything, trying to figure out, you yeah, know, what I, implementation I would want. I agree on so, those, but what 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 is well, the on. name what does the name Nicolas Dorier says to you? Because on, on a Bitcoin uh, on the BTC pace um I'm I'm like I'm the host of the show, dude. So if if I said hold on, I need you to hold on. So I I, I appreciate the question, but we can't like monopolize the entire show for this one question. I'm really sorry. Um, so we're gonna try to our best to answer it and then just proceed from there. But we can't have like half the show be dedicated to this, man. I'm sorry. I'll I'll just like I'll I'll jump in for just a few minutes and then we'll, then we can you know move on. But uh, I would say just for for your exploration. I mean, we on Voltage we host BTC Pay Server. You can hook it up with your Voltage Node too. And we you know when you talk about CPU spikes and all these you know weird things that happen you know in when running these things, uh, we we basically handle all that for you. And we uh, do we do backups on your your Voltage Node, your BTC Pay Server. We handle all of that kind of stuff for you and we have you know thunderhub dashboards on the node so we you know like hit us up you can you know message our support channel or message nate or something and we can definitely help you uh, get started and point you in the right direction and then you know we have a lot of services that are tailored basically for exactly what you're saying of just you know trying to accept payments for whatever you know whatever it is you want to do without having to maintain uh, or worry about you know backups and cpu and all this stuff on, on behind the scenes Yeah, the the list of uh, of products out there was a little staggering um, from from City Shower, uh, but it, it's just sort of an indicator that the the space is is moving really fast, and there's tons of projects out there, but it's it's certainly still in the do your own research phase, um, where uh, we're we are benefiting from uh, groups like. You know, Plebnet that are are actually documenting and creating wikis and all 
all the documentation that's that's happening uh, to to sort of like build on on what has already been built and kind of further the open source technology. But uh, when you're trying to choose which which product or which project you want to install, uh, you will have to look it up. But uh, you know, luckily this this all operates on uh, on a, on a protocol that. Uh, uses specs, so it is interoperable. So uh, you might have a different interface that you look at. Um, however, it it speaks the same language. Another cool thing, but definitely. Oh, sorry. I just want to say another cool thing is like all these apps and projects that interface some way with your nose or whatever. Mostly, all of them have an active community, either on Telegram or or Slack or something. So you can always ask questions and learn from from other people that are using it. All right, fantastic there. So we'll go ahead and uh, proceed. Um, I apologize for the kind of uh, having to take action there um, with that uh, person asking the question. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to get back to what our what I had here for questions. Um, so something that I'm thinking about is um, like the the stack for a business running, you know, Bitcoin Lightning. So for a quick example, might be my podcast. Um, you know, I use like like we're talking about BTCP server. I I might use the uh, podcasting 2.0 backend, the new podcastapps.com stuff. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Do you see the the kind of business stack for a Bitcoin Lightning business expanding in the future? You know, are is it going to be like Voltage is going to be in that stack? Do you think? Um, you know, etc. Here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that there's, uh, the, yes, we'll absolutely be kind of like in, in that stack and we're, you know, we're working on uh, our, what we have today is only a small portion of what we plan to do and what we, you know, want to build out. So there's a lot, a lot more things uh, to come and that will only um, increase, you know, the stack or the tooling around, you know, what people need to run lightning nodes or interact with the lightning network. Um, so yes, I think that there's a lot of um, opportunities for us both at the infrastructure level and then, you know, beyond when you think about podcasting and all these other things too. Um, so yes, I think that there's, uh, there, there are many, many problems to solve as I'm sure, you know, everyone here probably knows. And so, um, lots of things to build. Um, you know, we're looking at several things that I think we can add a lot of value at too, but then it's also a matter of us. Um, you know, what we really want to do is enable the community to build what they want to build, right? Like we aren't, we aren't going to do everything. So what we want to do is make a platform that makes it easy for people to create the ambosses, you know, the Zeus's, the whatever it is that people are making on the community to enhance the adoption of the lightning network. So, um, Yes, there's a lot of things we're building, but we're also trying to make a platform that makes it easy for other people to build as well. What kind of projects do you think people might end up uh, building here? Uh, are, are you, I'm guessing you mean like people outside, like outside of us or like us specifically? Right, outside, like, uh, people that are outside of Voltage using the, the Voltage platform to bootstrap XYZ. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, it's 
what, what I what I really like and what is you know super interesting to me in this space is that um, it's very greenfield. Like there's a lot of things to build, and the Lightning Network can really be the the way I see the Lightning Network kind of expanding is being able to plug into like the existing kind of Web two infrastructure and being able to like uh, enhance that experience. So what you know the value for value on podcast uh, podcasting 2.0 and you know doing paywalls and all these things that are kind of normal internet things but enhancing them in a way that is more decentralized more peer-to-peer um is really the way i see things rolling out so i i think that you know to name any specific app is like i think that it could be any of them like stacker news is like something that you know just kind of came up that makes a perfect sense to be lightning integrated um so i think that there is the the use case is vast in terms of what people can build and then there's also like the completely new things like the lightning explorers or the insights and things like that um i think that there's there's uh no shortage of things to build on, on the network yeah and, and a good example of that is uh what happened in august uh impervious ai check them out on twitter uh they ran a hackathon and uh we sponsored a whole bunch of nodes for them and the things that people cr- created were really cool i mean a, a vast amount of use cases everything from a uh, chat room to uh, a telephone app. I believe there was one with a, a VPN. Um, is there a decentralized storage? There's one, the, the world computer, I believe is the winning one. Um, but I think that's just highlights the tip of the iceberg of the types of things that we're going to see that people are building. Uh, and maybe they'll use uh, voltage nodes to accomplish that. All right. So I think I've come to the uh, section. Oh, wait, Jessifer, did you want to say something here? Oh, I, I did get a question uh, in my DMs from uh, Breeze, uh, sorry, not uh, Briz, uh, but uh, he was wondering, um, like, are, are there any advantages to having two lightning nodes? Like, for example, you would might have an existing node and a, a voltage node, for example. Yes, um, I think there are advantages to that. I think that there's, it, it all kind of depends on what you're trying to accomplish and what you want to do. Um, I think that uh, Voltage, like, so we even have like on-demand nodes where like you don't have to pay for a monthly subscription. You can just pay for the amount of like hours that it's running. And so by enabling things like that, I think that there's a strong privacy use case to it where if you want to run um, like a donation site for a week or two and you don't want to dox yourself for, you know, your node or get your pub key out there for this donation site or something like that. You can spin up a voltage node node for a week, receive your donations, close all the channels, withdraw your your money, and then delete the node. Um, so I think that there there are use cases where you could uh, have both a voltage node and a personal node. I mean, if you're creating a side project or a business or something, obviously you know you don't really probably want to do that on a Raspberry Pi. Um, and so. Yes, I mean there's a there's several use cases where you could have both an at home node and a voltage node, um, and I think that for an individual, I think that a lot of those uh, drivers are around privacy and you know protecting, uh, segregating what you're doing that maybe you don't want associated with your identity, and then keeping the things that are okay with your identity you know on your personal node. Awesome, thanks for answering that. Uh, back to you, Chaz. All right. So you guys ready for the controversial part of the podcast session here? Uh, 
So um, when you guys launched Flow, something that I saw was um, some, I'm, I'm not sure if ire is the right word or upsetness is the right word, but um, the C Lightning folks um, have a bit of a different opinion on uh, pool and flow, I believe. So I think maybe the question was why not liquidity ads? Why why sidecar channels? No, that's, I mean, no. Thank you for bringing this up. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you did. No, so like, uh, there. So I, I think that people maybe feel like we're um, us as a platform is like catering to like Lightning Labs and L and D, and like we what what we want to create is a platform to make Lightning easier. And so right now we've launched with L and D. So that's why we have a lot of L and D focused services around pool and and whatnot. We will add C Lightning support one day. We're a small team right now, so it's really a matter of really a matter of engineering resources to pull on C Lightning onto the platform, and then at that point we can have liquidity ads and all of these other things that C Lightning brings. So it's not um, our our product roadmap and what we have today and what we're building is by no means uh, trying to compete or you know discredit Blockstream and C Lightning. I mean, I. I love a lot of those people there, um, and I think that I, I think a lot of them see it as the same way as well. Uh, so we absolutely do want to support offers and see lightning all these things. It's really just a matter of uh, re- engineering resources at this point. You know, we don't have a hundred people to work on this, so that's really what it comes down to. And um, it's not like we're uh, we're trying to push one particular product. What we want to make is a uh, a platform where that gives the user the optionality. They can choose L and D. They can choose C Lightning. They can choose offers or pool or whatever they want to do. Um, and so that's really what we're we're trying to build. It's just going to take time to get there to that to that end result of you know being able to host host a platform where the user has complete control over all of the pieces of the implementation details. Um, so it'll happen. It just takes time. Got it. So kind of along a similar line there, um, maybe less on Voltage itself and just kind of maybe your opinion about the the state of the reality of the implementations out there. So as I'm sure you're all aware, LND is far more popular than any of the other implementations by some stupid margin. Um, what's your guy's opinion on this? Do you think that's something that should change either by trying to encourage you know, alternatives, et cetera? What's your guys' take here? Nader Bob, you all. I don't want to hog the stage. <laughs> no, uh, I was just thinking about that. Uh, I, I honestly, what I would really, really like to see is as much interoperability as possible, but with unique sort of. I don't want to say features. Unique. Um, I don't know takes or focuses, maybe, because it seems like. I don't know, so this is just my opinion, but it seems like Lightning Labs and LND are really focused on sort of, um, and, and sort of masking away the command line as much as possible over the last 12 months. You know, we have Lightning Terminal, which was amazing. Uh, before Lightning Terminal, um, we could use loop through RTL um, but like pool and stuff was all command line. And so Lightning Labs in-house built a system to allow e- users to easily 
use their products. And I, I think that that goes a long way uh, with the community, uh, especially the Bitcoiners that are, you know, normal nine to five people that wa- are want to run a node and everything, but don't want to sit down and, and do command line stuff, which I totally understand. And uh, I think that um, that's going to have to be the end game if, if, if these other implementations want to get more users. Now, if your focus is other things such as um, experimental development, uh, that sort of thing, then, then maybe that's different. But I, I, I think that there should be, or there could be different different goals. But look, you know, we could go into the whole weeds with the whole Bolt 12 thing if we really wanted to. You know, that's something that I would personally like to see. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with that because, uh, you know, there's so many di- different opinions among so many different of the uh, high, high-end high Lightning developers. So we'll see. I have to see how that plays out. Anyway, so, sorry for a little ramble there. Yeah, no worries, Nate. Uh, really appreciated that. Um, it's my opinion that we're going to see exactly that. We're going to see, um, you know, it's pretty clear that these different development houses have different priorities and are trying different approaches. And I think that there's going to be a period of a couple of years here where things just go like totally haywire in different um, directions. Like I, I feel... To a certain extent, we're in the sort of kumbaya period as far as interoperability between all the nodes, and things are going to get uh, quite hairy for a little bit as uh, you know this battle of these different ideas and their implementations uh, ramps up. But um, yeah, that's just my two sets. I, I kind of get that vibe too, actually. But I think I'm going to be the one that's like, can't we all just get along? Like I run C Lightning and I run L and D. Let's be friends. Yeah, I just really feel for you know the people making interfaces and wallets that support uh, multiple implementations. Uh, you know, it's going to be tr- quite tricky focusing you know uh, engineering hours to roll out new features to your app, but uh, you know it only working for one of the implementations that you support. So uh, there's a lot of challenges in that. <laughs> Uh, if if I may uh, jump in, uh, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on the arcane crypto research um, where they were talking about uh, like the while the lightning network capacity is is growing pretty immensely, um, it may not be enough uh, to support all of the demands that uh, may may come. Uh, I think they were saying in late 2022. Uh, by by their estimation, and I was kind of curious um, how you thought that might uh, liquidity platforms uh, either through through pool or uh, liquidity ads, or maybe people will just be using Loop themselves. Um, if, if maybe I could get your thoughts on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I can jump in here. And I kind of alluded to this earlier. I, I'm a real believer that there's a whole bunch of capital on the sidelines right now um, that wants to be involved in Bitcoin one way or another, whether that's mining, whether it's actually just holding sats. Uh, but I think that as they become, that the people with this capital become more comfortable with Lightning Network and they see it as more established. Um, Cause right now what, there's only about a little more than 3000 Bitcoin uh, 
uh, in capacity on the Lightning Network. As, as that number grows, I think uh, larger capital is going to become more comfortable with deploying uh, liquidity on the Lightning Network. And, and I think right now it's very hard to predict. Um, you know, Arcane could do as best as they can with the numbers that they have, uh, but there's almost no way to know exactly how much capital is sitting on those sidelines waiting for uh, a moment to feel comfortable or the right time to strike. So I think I think it's really hard to project um, if there's uh, not enough, not that there's not enough right now, but if there's going to be enough in the future, because we just don't know how much is sitting on the sidelines waiting to jump in. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here too. I think that, I, I think, I think Bob's right. And I think that I haven't read the full, full arcane report, but I think that there, there is like, that's something that I've just been absolutely amazed by um, since I started Voltage is the amount of people that are interested in lightning that are just kind of like waiting to see what's like, kind of, where's it going? What's happening? Um, and I think that there, I think there's more than people realize of uh, people that are interested in the space that are just kind of like looking at it and figuring out when the right time is to jump in. Um, and I think that those people will start to jump in. I mean, this, this has been a hell of a year for the Lightning Network. And I think that um, it's going, that's going to continue. And I think that there will be, you know, a large amount of capital deployed to the network. But additionally, I think that there's, um, I haven't read the report on like why they think that there needs to be more or whatever, but I think that I think that there's also like enhancements and improvements and new services and things that um, will alter how we use the Lightning Network, but then additionally maybe um, doesn't you know changes the capital allocation requirements of it. So I think that I think that we're still so early in the network that it's hard to really say one way or the other. Um, but as a final thing, I think that there's a huge amount of interest that's just kind of waiting to figure out when is the right time to jump in. Um, and that will be soon. Personally, I'm not worried. Like when there's not enough liquidity, the rates on the channels will go up. Right. And then when people see there's more of an opportunity to make a profit, more capital will come in. I think the bigger problem yeah. is the tooling right now. And we have a real last mile pro problem uh, getting you know, inbound and outbound liquidity to and from uh, users that are just beginning. And, uh, you know, I, I think things like Flow really go a long way in helping solve this problem. Um, you know, a combination between liquidity services, uh, liquidity service caked into LSPs. Um, basically, uh, we need as much experimentation as possible right now to see what different combinations work for what different classes of users and, uh, you know, we, we got to find methods that that'll help, uh, you know, provide payment paths for everyone who wants to hop onto lightning. So, um, so yeah, just really, really pumped to see stuff like flow and liquidity ads and, and, uh, you know, pool and, and Lulus, every, everything trying to help solve this problem is, uh, going a long way. So I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not worried about the capital. The capital will come when we need it. Uh, we really just need to buckle down and, and focus on the tooling right now and make this as user-friendly as possible. But my understanding from the, and I, I read admittedly not word for word the entire report, but I did read a significant amount of it. And my understanding was that, um, and they phrase it as lightning use will outpace capacity growth. And they didn't mean this in the sense that it uh, the, the amount of usage on the lightning network would not be able to be, would not be sustainable with the capacity on it. I think they were simply making the argument that the number of transactions that are 
happening across channels is growing at a much higher rate. The capacity is being added. Not that there's not enough liquidity. I don't think they were addressing it as a, as a problem per se. Interesting. I'll have to dive into a little bit further into the, the report then. Um, but yeah, either, either way we're, we're on the up and up and, uh, you know, seeing something like, what is it? Something like 4% network growth, at least of public capacity on average, uh, month after month is, is pretty incredible. So, uh, I think it's only going to ramp up at this point. Huge. I love those responses that you gave, uh, Evan, I love what you said about kind of the the different, uh, just kind of evaluating these different ways uh, that that this uh, problem, if it is a problem, uh, gets solved. And it sounds like we've got tons of options, um, and you know, flowed uh, just being one of those options, but uh, a, a way to kind of make it easier for for people to to actually participate. Um, and it. If, if I could follow up with a, another question about uh, what, what do you think about um, user friendliness kind of driving uh, innovation in, in the Lightning Network and overall user experience? I, I think it's driving everything. Like, I feel like the people, uh, we, we've come a long way in building the protocol out three years and, you know, things are working you know, remarkably well, like the network's growing, um, you know, people are coming to terms with, you know, how the liquidity works are, we're getting higher success rates on our payments for the most part. Um, yeah, I feel like everything is just driven around like, how are we going to make this work? How do we scale it to, you know, the next 10 X amount of users? And, uh, you know, it, it really just comes down to usability. And, uh, if, if we can, make it an easy experience um you know the, the users will come like for example like you know when, when the internet first started up like you had to know like how to connect to everyone's different servers and like how dns worked and bgp and all these different protocols right just for these researchers to be able to send um you know pretty much their findings from the research you know across the country um but nowadays uh, you know, you don't have to worry about that flow of that package. Like your grandmother hops on her TV or smart TV or her MacBook or whatever, and can sign into Netflix and watch her shows in high definition, 4K, whatever. And she has no flipping idea of where those packets are coming for and, and from and, and going to, and, and nor should she care. The same thing has to happen on the Lightning Network. Users cannot, at least... You know, the average everyday user, I'm, I'm sure many of us here are still going to be managing their own channels, but the average everyday user is not going to want to care about managing their liquidity, where it's coming from. They only care about whether their payments are coming in and, you know, working or, or going out and working. Um, so, yeah, we, we need to get to that level. So whether it be through, um, you know, marketplaces, uh, tools like Flow, liquidity ads, um, you know, this is the time to figure out what makes sense for what different scenarios, like different enterprises might want to get more technical with their liquidity as it could cost them, you know, um, you know, thousands, millions of sats with doing different transactions. Um, but you know, for the average user, they, they just are going to care about, uh, it working. So, um, yeah, I, everything is going to be driven by user experience and user friendliness. 
Yeah, I, I still think we're in such the early days of even just the Lightning Network. Um, and we need tools to not only just help onboard uh, individuals who want to use Lightning Network, but also the developers, which is a big part of it. Uh, you guys are probably all familiar with uh, that Steve Ballmer clip. We're at, a, I don't know, what a, a Microsoft uh, earnings report, whatever. So he was on stage and he goes, developers, 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 developers. Basically, when you bring the developers on, they're going to help make the tooling that's going to make it easy for the masses. Um, and I still feel like that is kind of where we are with the Lightning Network right now. Um, advanced users can use the existing tooling that's out there right now, um, but it's not necessarily still, you know, grandma ready. Um, and mm -hmm. bringing developers on right now uh, is a very important focus for myself. Absolutely. I, I think we all, like, you know, we're all working on something different, but in general, we're all reaching towards the same goal you know that's the the bitcoin world and uh i think that that motivates me every day and you know you evan bringing up like that usability thing i just had a thought in my head like wouldn't it be cool to have something that totally like you plug it in you like a point of sale system or something you plug it in you don't even know you're using lightning it just has qr codes for your customers but it is on the back end using pool to get inbound and blah 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 blah. you don't even realize the kind of thing like uh, i think that's definitely where we're going to be going yeah I'm, I'm definitely envisioning a world um where you can plug your node or you're, you plug your node right into different services and you could provide them different access keys or macaroons that are far more granular than what we know of them today. And, um, you know, you just issue these tokens that have access to different, you know, abilities. Like I, I want to be able to say, okay, um, I'm going to grant access for the management of my channels for the next month um to this party with this token it expires after a month they can do only up to 50 operations they can only open and close channels they can't loop or maybe they can and they're allowed to move around x amount of capital um i think like more granular controls and services like that could go a long way especially towards big enterprises that don't want to take on the overhead of uh, putting the time and energy into managing the liquidity and just want to offload it to a third party provider. I think that's going to be a huge thing that there's going to be many uh, competing services for. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's just going to be like, like granting access to, you know, your node in different ways, similar to how you would grant, um, access to your Twitter profile to an external application that leverages your Twitter account or your Facebook account or whatever it may be. Uh, but yeah, just being able to click X and revoke privileges within a UI really simply and to switch to another provider if you're unhappy with your results. Yeah, definitely. I think that, uh, I'll have to, Bob, I'll have to enter my, uh, channel my inner uh steve balmer or whatever um so i remember that video um but i feel like i feel like to give another like explanation of i think where we are is if for those that uh remember there used to be a time where you got your internet like through like the phone line and if you're like playing a video game online and someone like called your your landline like you'd get disconnected from the video game and you like couldn't play anymore 
Like, I feel like we're kind of at that stage where, like, today that seems so silly and, like, ridiculous. But, like, there was a time where that was a reality. And, you know, like, I think we're there. And I think there will be a time where, like, all of these things that people have said where, you know, you don't have to – you don't have to worry about channels if you don't want to. If you want to, you can. And a lot of these things are just kind of taken care of for you. So, um, you know, I, I think, like Nate said, I think we're all building towards that future. Um, or maybe Bob said it. But we're all building towards that. And I think it will be a reality one day. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, ask a couple of questions that Mike from the audience asked us here. So um, uh, when is Voltage going to add LNURL off? Ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> Do you mean that um, as like a, a service like to connect like for your node? I believe so. Yeah, so uh, we're we're kind of looking into like the best way to do that. I know. So right now, um, lnpay.co, I think is what the URL is. Uh, they do a lot of the LN URL stuff, and you're able to actually link up LN LNPay to your Voltage node. Um, so I would explore that option for right now. We also have the BTC Pay server, which I think we're updating ours to like 1.3 that just got released today, this evening. And I think that has some LNURL stuff in it too. Um, so there's a few different ways to do it right now, but then additionally, we're looking at how we can do it more natively on our platform uh, really soon too, with you know maybe a few different ways of us interacting with it directly, I guess. Got it. Yeah, just a, a quick sideline there. Yeah, we. Um uh, just updated our PTC pay server to the the new version here, and it adds LNURL. It adds the Lightning address function. Um, we signed up. Uh, we we set up our uh, Lightning address thing. So ours is bolty at btcpay.lightningjunkies.net. Not the greatest because it has the subdomain in there. Hopefully, in the future, we'll get a better Lightning address. Um, Second question from the same person here. Um, when will they be able to pay for Voltage using Lightning directly? Uh, you can do that today. We, we, accept, we accept credit cards, uh, Bitcoin, and Lightning. So uh, yeah, you can, you can do that today already. Perfect. Glad to hear that. I, I was I was thinking it was possible, but I just didn't. I just don't have time to go and check right this moment. But um, glad for that answer there. Um, so let's head back to my other questions that I had here. So, you know, we had a bit of an interruption there, but um, maybe to kind of get back into the the flow of things. Could you guys let me know what are the biggest the biggest challenges with building voltage, um, kind of expanding the scope of voltage, and just in the future, where are we going to be? Like, where are you guys going to be at as far as a business? Are you going to kind of expand the vision that voltage has and try to kind of do more for more people? What are you guys thinking here? Yeah, sure. I can kind of uh, start start that one. Um, so. Biggest challenges were just figuring out how to, I mean, how do you run like thousands of lightning nodes in a, in a scalable manner without um, basically no human interaction at all and being able to also do it in a very secure way. I, for those that didn't hear in the, before the kind of connection dropped at the beginning, um, we do a lot with security to make sure that the nodes that we're running are 
very secure and have a lot of um, you know safety mechanisms mechanisms built into it. So that was a huge hurdle to make us to enable us to be able to run nodes in a in a very secure way. Um, which you know I have submitted many PRs into LND to to accomplish that, and then um, just figuring out how do we do this like in a scalable way that is uh, good for the user as well, that has a great user experience where they don't have to, you know, we want to abstract away all of those difficult pieces of it as much as possible. Um, so those are kind of the, the challenges that we've had to to face building the platform, and then thinking to the future, we're definitely. Um, Definitely expanding the vision. I mean, there's a lot of things that we want to cover. There's a lot of issues to solve in the Lightning Network. So there, uh, we're definitely going to be uh, expanding. Still focus on that infrastructure level and node operations for sure, but uh, definitely expanding into how can we solve a lot of these different problems that node runners are experiencing and how can we provide you know the best products and services for those that are trying to do really kind of like those bigger serious more business critical tasks on lightning and how do we make it you know really easy for them Do you see the future of Voltage essentially being the same task, or do you see it kind of evolving to match the the uh, contours of the future Lightning Network ecosystem? Yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely like, that's something that I'm always super conscious of is that, uh, you know, like we talked about, we're in the early days. There's a lot of things that are changing and changing very rapidly. I think that even the Lightning Network that um, this time last year was very different than the Lightning Network that we have today. So things change fast. And I think that that's, us as a company needs to be able to adjust to that, you know, quickly and be able to figure out how do we best serve our customers, you know, with the current state of the Lightning Network. So um, I think there's a few things like our node hosting platform, I don't think uh, will be drastically different over time. There might be a few, you know, changes here and there that are needed. Um, but when we're looking at, you know, new products and services, we're definitely kind of keeping an ear to the ground of what are our users needing? How are we going to best service them? Um, and, you know, accomplishing the tasks for where they're headed. Got it. Okay. And then, um, what is the downside with voltage? What, like, what, what about voltage sucks? Let's say, um, you know, what can be improved? Um, you know, what is something that could make voltage just irrelevant, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I mean, like definitely things that we're looking like to improve upon is kind of like what I mentioned earlier is um, adding more implementations. So expanding outside of L&D and adding in the other implementations as well. Um, and then being able to, you know, we have things in the works to be able to distribute ourselves across anywhere in the world, any any single location, any single data center. Um, so we're we're looking to uh, enhance our offering by doing doing more implementations, geographically distributing everything about our entire platform. Um, so those are the things that you know as we as we evolve, as we develop the platform out further. Those are the things that we're looking at um, improving upon, um, and then um, you know still being able to give the user complete control over their node um, is always like top of mind. So we're always looking to keep that functionality uh, for the users, you know, no matter, no matter where they're at, no matter what software they're running. 
All right. So that's the end of my voltage questions. Uh, Evan and Justifer, do you have any other voltage questions you want to launch into before I kind of launch into my more general lightning network stuff here? Um, I, I do have a question about that uh, geographic uh, location. Um, do you have uh, any countries in mind uh, that that you might be looking at to kind of diversify your uh, location of, of these of these nodes for this cloud infrastructure? Um, it's, I mean, yeah, it's really based on like customer demand. Where are people wanting them? I'm um, definitely like some European regions, um, and then uh, you know C Central America. So a lot of the I would say a lot of the, like the kind of expected locations that you would see, you know, there's a lot of activity in Central America. There's a lot of activity in Europe too. So um, at least in the beginning, it'll be likely in those scenarios. And then from there, it's kind of just working with their users to see exactly where they, they want to deploy their infrastructure. Awesome. Bring your infrastructure to your users. That's cool. <laughs> Was there anything that about Voltage that we missed? Um, any important details you feel like that we should share before we launch into just general lightning stuff? Um, the only things I think, I mean, I think that uh, I'll just make a general statement that, you know, anyone that wants to just check out the platform, like we have a free trial, go sign up, go spin up a testnet node and just see how everything works. Um, then we also have those on-demand nodes if you need anything for uh, a quick node for a week or something like that. So we aren't only like a subscription-based platform. Um, and then additionally, uh, what I kind of mentioned before the Twitter space crashed was that uh, you can use the code Lightning Friday, all one word, to get 50% off your first month. And then if you want to try out Flow and get a, some free channels open to your node, uh, DM me. I'll give you a coupon and uh, we'll get you some free channels hooked up. Awesome. Thanks, Graham. I appreciate that. Um, giving people these discounts is is up my alley. Hell yeah. And I'm definitely going to take you up on getting a channel. I got to try this out firsthand. I'm trying to be the, the I'm trying to be the Oprah of lightning chance. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we're kind of in the final stretch of the show here. So if anyone out there has any questions, um, any kind of feedback for Voltage, anything that you, you're dying to know, or even if you want to ask a question about just general Lightning Network topics, we'll be happy to answer them for you. Um, to kind of give everyone a bit of uh, some, some uh, red meat to uh, dig their teeth into here. Um, what do you guys think is going to be the most important thing um, for the Lightning Network going forward here? Bit of a broad question, but. Nate or Bob, you wanna answer that? I, uh, so the Lightning Network going <laughs> I think more and more people are going to build, more and more people are going to find out how amazing it is to have instant international payments and instant settlements. And um, I think um, 
the younger people joining maybe big banks around the world, maybe in Central America or something, they're going to be Bitcoiners and they're going to teach everyone how to do it. And it's, it's just going to keep growing and growing. And I think that's the trajectory we're on. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I said it earlier, I'll say it again. Right now, I think we're in developer, developer, developer mode right now. I mean, despite the fact that we even have El Salvador, I think they're super, super early adopters of the Lightning Network. Uh, but as this tooling comes out, um, you know, most people's first Bitcoin interaction, I believe, is going to be on the Lightning Network. Um, and the, the types of tooling, the, the, the different types of people, how people are getting paid, I, it's going to disrupt everything. And, um, you know... <laughs> Hang on, hold on for dear life, because I think we're just at the start of something really big here. Yeah, I definitely, I think uh, all those are, are valid. And I think additionally, I think um, just helping uh, operations, you know, for for people that are running nodes, um, is going to be you know super important going forward as we bring on more and more people that are from the standard web two world or, you know, maybe even not even, not even using the, the web verbiage, uh, but bringing people that are not familiar with lightning into lightning, creating the standards for them to feel comfortable, um, in their building and developing, um, is going to be super important too. I, I appreciate that answer there. So I brought up perk defense to ask a question. I, I will ask that you keep your question short. And if I t tell you to hold on, please hold on. Go ahead with your question, please. Hi, uh, have you guys built any monitoring infrastructure for the services at Voltage Cloud? Thank you. Can you clarify what you mean by that? Uh, what I mean by that is some sort of, uh, like say, what's the QPS uh, that's being generated against the servers and what kind of QPS that they can handle and the integration with some sort of, like say, pager duty or something like that. Like if you were to build a full fetch service, uh, if somebody is uh, hitting the lightning service, uh, like some sort of DDoS or just denial of service attack, uh, I should like get some notification on my mobile that something is off and I should go and fix it myself. Uh, and then like I should have like some brief idea about what's like the garbage collection uh, statistics or QPS statistics, like queries per second statistics uh, and stuff like that. The regular metrics that we see uh, in like the regular uh, services uh, at companies. Yeah. So no, I mean, great question. Um, I we today we t today I guess it exists today. We do not. Um, you know, we the nodes that we run, we add Thunderhub onto it, which is a decent just kind of um, general observability into your node. But I can't. I won't. I won't say anything too specific. But I would say stay tuned. We'll definitely be able to. I think service a lot of what you're requesting here. So uh, we have some really really big things planned. Um, so I won't. I would say just stay tuned. Like I think there'll be a lot of services that will help you in your endeavors um, going forward. Cool. cool, thank you. Thank you for asking that question and thanks for the uh, response there. 
So we're kind of just in kind of a lightning network discussion here, just free form. So um, I'm just going to launch into something that I'm finding interesting, and especially because the the main dude's in the room, so might as well talk about it. Um, so lightning address. Uh, so um, I already mentioned that uh, BTC Pay server just added um, the support for it in their latest release. Um, and I, you know, I started by being very skeptical of it um, and I'm, you know, being beat up and being proven wrong here. And um, so I'm just kind of curious about everyone's opinion on um, on Lightning address. Is it a good thing? Isn't it going to keep on growing? What, what's your guy's opinion on it here? Uh, I can just, I'll, yeah, I'll chime in. I think that, I mean, I think it's good. I think that anything that we can do to make the user experience better, you know, is, is a net good thing. I guess kind of what we were talking about earlier. So um, I think anything that can abstract away a lot of the the pieces of the underlying lightning protocol or whatever, I think it makes a lot of sense and is good. Like the first time I looked at lightning, I didn't really like it because you couldn't like send to someone without them generating generating an invoice first so i thought that was a little clunky um but then that kind of that got solved with like key send and all of these you know there's a few different ways to do it now um so i think that it's the natural progression of the network is to develop these new things that make it easier to use the protocol um so i mean i, I think it's a net good thing i think that um the more that we can do to make this easier on users is a good thing i think that um I think that there's a lot of maybe there's a decent amount of sprawl and like everyone's kind of doing their own thing. I'd love to see some consolidation there, but you know, I, I think that's, that's natural and that's going to come, you know, with time, but um, plus one on lightning addresses. Oh, I love how you hit both of those pieces because I, I remember, I remember key sends coming out and I got so excited because that meant that I, I wasn't going to have to always give someone or like generate this really long Ellen uh, Lightning Network invoice string. And I was, I just remember thinking I could put like a QR code of my pub key on a business card and just hand it out. And people could just send money to me uh, like from wherever it, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, and, you know, the thought of scanning a business card uh, now seems ridiculous because like now we've combined uh, several technologies kind of like condensing this sprawl into lightning address, something that is human readable and something that you could actually just memorize. Like, hey, like, yeah, here, pay me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll give you, I'll generate an invoice for you uh, using LNURL in the back. And uh, this will just be a, a smooth experience. So um, yeah, huge fan of Lightning Address. So, uh, and we've added it onto Amboss. So you can uh, bolster your node page with uh, Lightning Address. Yeah, it's just been pretty incredible seeing how, um, you know, the spec just got sort of released and rolled out on just a couple of services and how in just like a couple months time, if that like it's in all the major wallets and we're seeing it in BTC pay server. It just goes to show you that like, you know, Bitcoin is like a meritocracy of ideas and the very best ones 
will, uh, you know, float to the top and get integrated and in all these different projects. So, um, you know, I really love the spec, really love to see everyone embracing it. And uh, I just want to say shouts to Andre for uh, gifting it to us and uh, making lightning easier to use than ever. So kind of talking about Lightning address here, is there anything out there in the Lightning net, uh, network ecosystem that y'all are kind of, you know, similar to Lightning address, maybe just really championing and saying, you know, this thing is going to be the thing that's going to push XYZ to the, the forefront or, you know, maybe a, just a few percent, what have you. But is there anything out there that's really striking your fancy at the moment? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think us as a company, you know, we're very focused on like the infrastructure and the lower, you know, the lower level pieces. And we really want to uh, be kind of agnostic to that stuff so we can let the people that are using our platform, you know, do whatever they want to do. They can build the apps and services that they want and just give them the tools to do it. So um, as a company, we take a pretty like neutral stance on any one, you know, one thing because, I think supporting everything and then figuring out, I think, you know, ultimately the, the market will decide, the users will decide what is best and what they want to use. So just being able to uh, let all innovation happen and, you know, let it decide for itself is I think important for us as a company. Um, I don't know if Nate or Bob had any ideas, like just personally, like what you, you know, like to see um, out there. I, I want to see more lightning enabled video game stuff. <laughs> As a gamer, man, I uh, I really like what ZBD's doing, and I really want to see more of it. And uh, I just love the idea of using Lightning to interact with other people's games or just winning sats from playing games. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I mean, we touched on it a minute ago, but just kind of a different use case with... Uh, uh, LN URL off. I think the whole concept of not having to use passwords uh, to log into websites um, is a really underappreciated bit that comes with this right now. Um, and, you know, a lot of people aren't using password managers right now. And obviously, um, you know, companies storing uh, user information like that is just a big honeypot. Um, and to remove all of that burden from the companies and, and taking away these honeypots. Um, as well, you know, it's a win-win here as well as having um, ease of use for the user where the only password they really need is uh, the one to be commanding their lightning node because um, other than that, they're only sharing their their public key. Um, I think that's a really underappreciated thing and something to keep your eye on. All right. So that's pretty much all I really had here on my end. If anyone else in the audience has any more questions, if Evan or Jestifer has any more questions or comments, um, I'd be happy to hear them. But if not, we might be reaching towards the end of the show here. Yeah. So, um, guys, I'm curious, when is this new BTC pay really is going to make its way onto Voltage? Uh, we have a maintenance schedule for tonight at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. So tomorrow morning it'll be there, Evan. Wow. Excited. Maybe I'll take my 50% off code and <laughs> spin it up. <laughs> um, yeah, just very exciting stuff. I'm really excited about what you guys have built already. 
Um, I'm excited to mess around with Flow. I'm excited to see where you guys uh, take uh, the company and, and what you guys continue to build. I definitely see your guys' vision. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see what's next for Voltage. It's been such a great product and I've had such a good experience with it. Um, you know, I can't recommend it enough for people who either need like a high availability node for routing or just want something really simple to spin up without having to worry about, you know, procuring your own hardware or uh, really making sure uh, it's it's keeping that 24-7 uptime you want. So, um, yeah, just a shout out to you guys for, for building a great product and, and helping build out the Lightning Network. So I went ahead and I brought Andre from Zebedee up to the stage. What's going on, Andre? Hello, hello. Um, I just wanted to say, Graham, uh, Flow is awesome. Um, we tested it out. Um, and uh, as a product, it's just like very simple. Um, so props to you and the team. Um, I did want to bring a question up. I guess the, the, the whole notion of using Lightning as a data layer what is everyone's thoughts on that? Um, you know, and using it more as a P2P all-purpose data versus as a payment network. So I think, I think, um, it, it, I kind of go back and forth on it. I think that like for like a data network, like it doesn't make sense. I think the whole messaging thing is like kind of okay, but like anything beyond that doesn't make sense. And that's why I think, I, I, I really haven't used Impervious before, but I think that they're doing like the data transfers out of band um, and they tie it into the Lightning Network, which I think is a more correct way of doing it where, you know, if you're streaming a video peer to peer and you're like integrating Lightning payments with it, you shouldn't put like the video bytes on like <laughs> encoding it into like Lightning payments and doing like millions of Lightning payments. Like I think that stuff doesn't make sense. Um, and those things should be handled like out of band and figure out a way to tie it into the network. So I think that there's in, like, uh, I think in LND 014, Yost Jaeger added a PR for like uh, messages to like to LND where they don't require a payment. So it's basically sending just peer to peer messages over the Lightning Network um, that don't require payment. So I think that there's, I think a lot of people are looking at this. And I'm really interested to see kind of how it plays out. But that's just kind of my take. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, paymentless messaging work out and seeing how that's going to pan out with spam and whatnot. I sort of feel like having the messages tied to a payment sort of prevents that spam. Uh, but other than that, like generally speaking, agree with Graham. You don't want to be like encoding, you know, media data on the Lightning Network and passing it through there. You're going to have a bad time. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think like approaches like impervious um, perhaps like setting up the initial connection and figure out where you're going to connect out of band that could happen on LN or maybe you're just hitting up your counterparty and saying, oh, okay, what's going on? Should we rebalance this channel? Should we open up another one? Like simple functionality for that um, is, uh, you know, is okay, but going much beyond that, um, you know, it's sort of like trying to put like uh, the, the square peg into the round hole. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. It's uh, just in, including all of these other things into the Lightning Network protocol is a, a little bit concerning for me because I, I think the real goal that we have with the Lightning Network is to create fast, cheap, private 
scalable payments uh, worldwide. Uh, and and that's a super important goal. Um, and so that's that's the that's the prize that I want to keep my eyes on. Um, but you know, if you're able to kind of use this network of always online servers that are already in communication uh, and kind of leverage all that infrastructure to uh, have better communications or uh, yeah, better better contacts or uh, sharing additional data, uh, go for it. So I guess I'll go ahead and share my opinion here really fast, um, which is to basically steal from Andreas Antonopoulos' opinion of this. I asked him like way before like any of the messaging stuff was even happening. And his basic opinion was he doesn't want the Lightning Network to turn into like the big block situation where you basically need to be like holding all this data or, you know, tr uh, transmitting all this data on the behalf of all these other people. And and essentially what he said would, would happen would be, I'm gonna stutter it, but giga onions basically, where the onions are so large uh, that it just DDoSes the network and makes it useless. So I'm not technical enough to know if that's uh, uh, correct or not, but based upon other people's answers, it seems to be. Yeah, to me, I think this this is a, a layer three solution um, in the same way that we want the uh, layer one to be decentralized and, you know, we cap block sizes for a certain reason. We don't want the, the chain growing to such a size that people can't uh, reasonably run nodes themselves and end up in an, in an Ethereum situation. Um, I think if, if, if we add too much, uh, like you're saying, this giga onion, uh, then the burden of running a lightning node can become too big and then we can run into a little bit of a, a centralization problem there. So uh, to me on the surface, this seems like a layer three solution or above. How bad would it be if let's say uh, this decentralized Twitter is called Blue Sky. Imagine if they built it on top of lightning and uh, you know all of these tweets are going back and forth on the lightning network and your node ends up going down because you can't handle the onions from some notorious Twitter trolls tweet thread. That would suck. So would this be just text in your example or would this be text and pictures, let's say? Um, <laughs> I mean, listen, you can you can code data and, and put into you know the, these onions however you want really like we there's been some pretty interesting proof of concepts like what impervious has done like uh if you go and you look up anthony Ronan's stuff although i think he he might be muted on twitter for a bit uh showing that like he could stream like an entire audio clip of um what's that guy frankie mcdonald <laughs> um, bitcoin yeah that was that was a really good proof of concept um but you know, if you're if you're doing that for data much bigger than that, you're gonna have like a high rate of failure, and it's just like impractical, at least for now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we really just need to focus uh, our eyes on on the prize right now. Um, you know, obviously, we'd like to see the internet become further decentralized, especially after the last uh, four, five, six years where we're seeing rampant censorship step up. 
Uh, but you know, before we do that, we got to make sure that Bitcoin is, uh, you know, the peer to peer world reserve currency of the future and that everyone can, can, can transact with it, uh, without too much of a overhead of getting set up. Uh, so I feel if we focus on that and we tackle that and then make that a great experience for everyone, we could build, uh, you know, more decentralized layers of the internet on top of it and layers, you know, three and four and, and whatnot, or, uh, you know, just, or just in terms of monetizing and, and facilitating that giving people financial incentive to run parts of that decentralized infrastructure. So, um, yeah, it's just like a separation of domains and, and responsibilities sort of thing in my eyes. I'm I'm kind of in the view that if there is going to be something catastrophic that brings down lightning, I think that it should happen as soon as possible <laughs> because uh, that way there we can start working on something different. Like it would suck, but it's not going to stop us. You know, same thing with Bitcoin, in my opinion. So I guess maybe a, a follow-up question would be, is there any way to make the Lightning Network more of a data layer, um, but kind of protecting against uh, spam? You know, uh, Fiat Jaff happens to think that we're, we're getting spammed quite a lot already and that we should have, um, like everything should have a cost on the Lightning Network messages and payments or even failed payments. Um, what's your guys' uh, thoughts on all that? Paper payment, I think that makes sense. Dependent, depending if if you're trying to create an incentivized network, uh, which is what you need, then you know routing nodes need to make a return on deploying capital and deploying liquidity. So uh, there needs to be a payment, and if you're paying per, you know, a fee per attempt, uh, imagine sending someone a text and then it fails, and then you just paid three cents, right? <laughs> What is that like? You're going to pay to send an email and then it potentially fails. Uh, it's a tricky question. I'm not sure. It sounds like Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go through. With Ethereum, you just don't have enough money to send the transactions at all. <laughs> so like you just, you can't even do it. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, to this, yeah, like, I think that, I think it's interesting, like all the like the zero fee people that are like um, trying to push for, like zero fees across the network. I mean, I, I'm I'm with uh, Andre that I think that there like there needs to be incentive mechanisms mm -hmm. like in the network, um, you know, for it to really function um, properly. So it, I mean, it's interesting. I think that there's a lot of economics at play that will be kind of fleshed out as as the network uh, progresses. Um, yeah. Roy just posted. Roy from Breeze just posted a a post right on on Medium about uh, Satoshi Superhighway, uh, which is essentially this discussion. And he, he voices that you know essentially right now it's okay because it's in its infancy. The lightning is new. It's you know it, it's just brand new, right? It hasn't grown that much. Um, but imagine it when people are deploying trillions of dollars towards this network like these companies are going to need return these people are going to need return so payments won't just be free and and if you're trying to put data there every movement of data from a tiny tiny message to a massive 8k video 
you're going to have to pay for that, right? Some, you know, and then you're competing with the current setup, which is the current internet, which is free, right? You pay your ISP, but the, you know, it's free that, I mean, quote unquote, depending on your bandwidth, but you understand what I mean. It's, it's very different sort of, uh, incentive structures. Like it's just completely different. Um, so I, I'm, I'm in the field of, of, you know, focusing on providing what it, what it is, which is a, the best payment network, you know, that exists. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, just to wrap up, I'd say, um, you know, prices are, are signals to, you know, um, indicate like what different economic activities are, are most efficient. And we have an incredible, powerful tool in being able to price things at such a granular level. Not only can we price in SATs, but we go into millisats. And if we need, we could even slice them down even further. Uh, so it would be a great misstep for us not to take advantage of that and to uh, not, you know, a- enable economic activity on like micro scales that we haven't even seen before. Like <laughs> there should be a cost for everything. Um, but um, yeah, last we are still in our infancy. We're still figuring some stuff out. But, uh, you know, when it comes time to play, uh, you know, like Andre says, there needs to be returns on all that capital that's going to be deployed. All right. So we've basically had a two hour rip, as the kids say there. Um, And I think it was a pretty good one. Like, I really, I really appreciated the energy at the end there. I wish we could keep going, but I have a day job and I can't keep going, unfortunately. Um, So we're going to go and call it a close here. Um, I would like to go ahead and thank everyone from the Voltage team for showing up um, and, you know, letting us know about Voltage and letting us know about all that, everything that you're working on, flow and all that. Um, I, I appreciate everyone that asked questions. I appreciate Andre for jumping up here, adding some spice to the show here. Um, I appreciate Evan and Jester for, you know, adding some questions here that weren't uh, on my outline, kind of keeping things fresh and moving. It's fantastic. Um, I do want to go ahead and mention our sponsors really, really, really quick before we actually close out. So, you know, let's mention Voltage's uh, coupon code here. So if you actually want to try out Voltage once again, you know, use our coupon code Lightning Friday when you go to Voltage.cloud, you know, and uh, try out their services, see if you like it, see if you can make it work for yourself. Um, I I think it'll be worth it there for you. and another sponsor is Fold. Um, you can go find the link in our show notes. I'm not going to keep pitching about Fold. You all know what Fold is. Um, <laughs> so uh, Bitcoin 2022, um, I really want to see a better Lightning Network um, programming there. So that's kind of why we joined up with them in order to kind of browbeat them into having better programming. Uh, (laughs) uh, But really it's like, that's kind of the reason why. And I think the reason why they even uh, saw my, saw the show basically. So if you actually uh, want to go to Bitcoin 22, uh, Bitcoin 2022 and see some of that lightning network programming, you you can go to bt.c forward slash conference and use our coupon code lightning junkies to get um you know uh the uh, discount and i think actually if you don't even use our coupon code and you use the coupon code open source i think you get a 20 percent discount instead of a 10 percent discount that our coupon code would get so 
use the one that saves you more money. You know, give us a tip if you want instead. That way, you know, it's kind of cheaper for you. I would rather, I would rather you guys get a cheaper price than just get, you know, throwing us some money. Um, yes, that's and, different. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, sorry to, uh, to Bitcoin 2022, but I like giving people the cheapest price versus, you know, ticking it on my end. Anyway, um, and then also Zeus Wallet and Amboss.space, both the great projects that Evan and Justifer um, create, run, have their hand in, whatever you want to say there. Uh, um, so if there's anything else you guys want to say before we close out, uh, go ahead and do that now before I say the magical words at the end here. Thank you all. Appreciate you all. Peace and love. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank, thanks for having us on. It was a lot of fun. Um, you want to try out flow, hit me up, but I can get you some coupons. Uh, and yeah, it was fun. Thanks a lot. Hopefully see some of you guys in, uh, Atlanta coming up or El Salvador as well. Yep. For sure. Hit us up there too. If you want to talk. All right. I think that's the end of the show. Y'all I'll see you on the lightning.